Hello, and welcome to a Paradise Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, and I'll be your editor for this game. In this game run by Cody, we made one-shot characters who are all part of a monster-hunting sect of the Order of Desna, and have some kind of past trauma that defines or hinders them. The players are Britt as Cory, a cleric, Michaela as Sandara, a ranger, Alex as Dwin, a wizard, and myself as Red, a monk. We hope you all enjoy The Nightmare of Daymore. Alright, let's uh, take it from the top. When last we left off, you all peeped outside to see what was going bump in the night and promptly decided that you were going to leave it alone for the night. Uh, you needed more information on the going-ons of town. So you all decided you were going to get as best of sleep you can, Uh between the nightmares, the memories, the screams that you can't tell if they're real or just another figment of your extremely active imagination. But eventually sunrise comes. Uh, you make it downstairs. You gather for breakfast. And where would you like to go from here? So the village is uh, un unblocking their doors and venturing out into the world again. Uh, yeah, it's still like, from what you can tell, the barkeep has unlocked the door, uh, so you can assume that the other couple places in town have. Uh. As a quick reminder, uh, you've got Pena's Lost and Found, uh, and Faraday's General Goods are the two other shops in town. And then there is a house near the church. I'm realizing that I wrote myself some notes last time, and I guess there's a save notes button on... Path Builder, which I did not click, so that's helpful. From what I remember, we decided that the church seemed to be where the big, the big nasty was kind of emanating from, um, and that it was supposedly kind of a normal church, but sounds like it secretly held uh, it was secretly like a church of Ramashtu or whatever that god's name is Lamashtu yeah Lamashtu that sounds better um yeah okay so yeah um I don't know do we want to go uh check around any of the, the shops or anything before we Dig into investigating the uh, the occurrences themselves. I feel like investigating the things that happened are a little bit more important than checking out any of the shops, since we kind of know the town's relatively normal during the day, right? Yeah, I I'm more if anyone questions or things they were going to ask of people. Ah. Not so much a shopping episode. <laughs> Investigation. Asking the shopkeeps for information. Same time. Um, yeah, so I think Dwin is um, pretty focused on the church thing. And even though I don't have my notes, I seem to remember that got some good information on the creature, like its special ability. Yes. And that it did nasty, uh, nasty illusion, bad dreamy type stuff. 
Yes, if I recall, it's something to do with a uh, its special ability is something like a fatigue that it can hit you with. It will basically continue to wear you down until you basically die. Yeah, or are stuck in like horrifying dreaminess. Poor K, no low dose. Uh, So the thing that I wanted to do with the daylight hours now approaching uh, is not necessarily to gather more information. I think that we know what is causing the problems here, or at least Red's fairly convinced that they know. If you guys want to do more investigation, uh, absolutely. Or if you guys need my help to, uh, like, chat with people, absolutely. I will help out where that I can. I yeah. would kind of want to like walk around with him and maybe like look in through any windows to see if like the inside is just as dark and gruesome as it was at night or if it just looks like a normal church at night. All right. Uh so as you circle the church uh, you notice through one of the cracks in the foundation, uh, there seems to be a inky darkness. Like, you know, like you've looked through the cracks in the boards and you can see a little bit from where the light shines in. But mm-hmm. in this crevice... uh the light doesn't make it through. Uh, would you like to take a closer look? How big is this crevice? Uh, maybe like a little bit smaller than kid size. If that makes sense. Okay. I would like to look in more. Oh yeah. I kind of forgot there was a question attached. I mean, yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, as you uh, both kind of peer in, uh, there is the sound of a whimper coming from inside. Um, you're still having trouble seeing, but roll me a will save to see uh, how that works. 26. 25. All right. Y'all aren't allowed to roll will saves no more. No, I'm I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you look through the crevice and are drawn in. Uh, you can see through just enough, like the inky black darkness gives way just enough that you can see what appears to be a small set of, uh, bones inside the church. Oh. Um, and sorry, I don't think I fully processed, um, the description where on the exterior of this church is this crevice? Uh, we're on like the back side of the church. Okay. So it would be like, we're peering into kind of the main room. So like, like here. Yes. I'm just, I'm partially for my own understanding and partially to help visualize it for the listening. Yeah, uh, y'all have circled around the church about halfway around your circle. So on the back side, okay. uh, you notice a crack in the foundation. And once you've peered through, uh, like I said, you hear the whimpering. But as you peer through, you see no signs of life, just the small set of bones. And make me a reflex save. Oh. Oh. Oh, boy. Both of us? 26? Yeah. 
Love how that Michaela has moved her token over to the back, and then as soon as she heard the re- make a reflex save, the token was not right back there. <laughs> Ooh, my nothing. My reflex is not as good as my other ones. Eleven. Damn girl, that's not a good reflex oh. save. That was with a plus seven. Ouch. Womp. Did you get mine, Cody? Yeah. I just gotta do some math real quick. I don't I don't like math. I can see it was a nine. Oh shit, this thing lets you roll Ah, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and it's uh it's physics engine dice, so they're rolling fairly instead of an algorithm. Twenty-four. I don't. I don't like that number. <laughs> that's sure a, big, that like a, good that's number. a big number. That's a big number. I don't. I don't like that. That's a, that's a really big number. Uh yeah. So, um, Dwin, you like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, uh, giving you the insight to move out of the way just in time to see a black tendril lash out and wrap around Corey and sort of try to pull her into the space but you know she's bigger than the space is so instead of going with the tendril uh, you see Corey take quite a bit of damage just slammed into the wall full force. We weird yeah. question here, Cody. Is she bigger? Because last I checked, she's a no. He yes. said it was smaller than a child. I'm not that tiny. Aren't gnomes like smaller than mushrooms? Like no. David no. the gnome? They're just, they're just small gnomes size. Are small size. They're like hobbit size. I ain't that tiny. Damn. Okay. They're mildly smaller than a dwarf. That okay. is the reason why I said it's the size of a small child, because I wasn't going to let Corey get pulled in. <laughs> and I'm dead. <laughs> hey, we found some more bones. <laughs> found some more bones. <laughs> These ones look oh, fresh. No. These ones look fresh. These yeah. ones look like a weirdly large child. Is that armor? That child was wearing armor. But yeah, uh, after bashing Corey against the wall a couple times, the tendril releases and slinks back inside, uh, disappearing from sight. So uh, that's 24 damage? Yes. Good God. That's brutal. Mm Mm-hmm. Dwin pulls you away from from that uh, crevice as soon as you're both released and able to be grabbed. That, uh, Corey's just gonna, like, take a moment to catch her breath and, uh, look to Dwin. Uh, thank you. Uh, that was really unpleasant. Uh, it, it looked unpleasant. Dad. That's that's roughly on par with what I was afraid of was going to be this church. Half of mine to just fireball the thing, but uh, I'm also concerned that maybe we'll need to delve into its steps to cease the haunting. I mean, there there also were bones in there, so we don't know like what they were from or who. Yeah. I think we should probably uh, get back to the others. Let them know what 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 we saw, what happened. Yeah, maybe uh, chug a healing potion. Sounds like an excellent idea. Maybe give this building a a bit of a wide berth going the rest of the way around. I agree. On your way back around to. Uh meet back up with Red. 
you do notice, uh, Corey, you notice some sigil work on the side of the building that again looks familiar. Uh, looks like containment rooms. Like it doesn't look like it's a full sigil, if that makes sense. Like it's missing. But it's enough to. Yeah, but it's enough for you to make out that it was to keep something inside. But it it looks unfinished, or like it's missing a component to make it complete. Yeah, like it was drawn on a boarded up window, but somebody took the middle board out, not paying attention to the sigil being there. Oh, oh, okay. That's how that works. That was well thought out in multiple levels. Hey. Small village. Sigil on most uh, windows? Um, you have not. Uh, you see, you've seen it on this one. I see. Um, we've seen the warding sigils, not the containment ones. Right. Um, is this a famil- familiar sigil like the the one that was on the ceiling in the in tavern or is this just a general it's a general you've yeah like you've probably seen it before in the line of work that your family's been in uh and this is you and when uh both have seen it before in your line of work but you don't recognize it as like your family's custom sigil work Gotcha, Could I gotcha. rule an arcana to have a sense of like what would be needed to finish that symbol? You absolutely could. That's not amazing. Uh, sixteen. Uh, yeah, and you have the uh the fun knowledge thing, right? I feel like everybody's got it. I mean, I've got knowledge arcana and lore academia and. Dwarven lore. Like, I've got a lot of knowledge as I am a wizard. I have lore warfare. Oh, no, I was thinking of the feat that gives you, like, uh, two truths and a lie, even oh, if you fail. Um, let me look through my thing again real quick. Let me see. Um, I know I have the one for um, illusion magics. I do not have that. The... Um... I remember what it's called. It's uh, dubious knowledge. Yeah, which I have. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I don't have that. It's her. Darn. I know. I love dubious knowledge. Dubious knowledge is awesome. Can I like? You said we were made our way back around to uh, the front, right? Yeah. Okay, if I did an Arcana check, it comes up to 20. And I have dubious knowledge. Yeah, so between the two of you, you can figure out that, uh... Like, it's not hard to figure out how to finish the sigil, uh, especially having uh, Dwin's arcane expertise on... The matter. And I mean, he is an abjuration specialist, which is protection. That's his, yeah. like, arcane school. Yeah, so if y'all grab a board, put a board back on the window, uh, grab some chalk, which I think most of y'all have, like, chalk yeah. in your adventure packs. Yeah, I think it comes in the basic kits. It does. Yeah, uh, Dwin, roll me a occultism check oh, okay. uh, to finish drawing the sigil. <clears throat> okay, with, uh, uh, 26. And I will subtract a chalk. Yeah, uh, 26 is more than enough. Uh, you get the containment sigil on that window, and that will factor into things later. I, I mean, I would light say up with he, magic. He recognizes that. I mean, and given the time, he would uh, repeat that on all the windows. 
Yeah. Uh, it's well. like you recognize it and you know enough that the it's not about the location. Uh, like okay, repeating so it's not it like more isn't gonna strengthen it. It's like the whole building is taken with the one. Yeah, it's more like you have to stay inside of this circle that I've uh, made. Okay. Oh, because all the runes like around it, right? You said there are runes around it, right? Gotcha. And this, and I say he will. would have. Um, I mean, re- would he know if it would make a functional difference to have drawn it on the wall instead of the boards? Uh, he would know that some random villager couldn't come up and rip out a uh, chunk of the wall as easily as they could a board. Right. I meant more like, I mean, that is what I'm thinking, but like the magic thing of like the symbolism of it being on the boarded up window versus just like a wall. Uh, yeah, no, there's uh, there's no difference. Then, like, yeah, he definitely would have redrawn it on a wall. Um, yeah, like, you could put that thing in the middle of town, and it would still have the same effect, just on a different area. I see. All right. Uh, that will be factored in later. Uh, with y'all's arcane knowledge, you get a sense that even if you were to fail uh, tonight, what you did will at least ensure that the thing is uh, relegated to this area. Like, it's not leaving this village. Okay. Uh, Cora, you were wanting to do something? Yeah, um, can you do treat wounds on yourself? Assuming you can. There's nothing saying you can't. Yes, okay. It says targeting yourself if you so choose. Took me a moment to find it. I'm I'm just trying to decide if I should just do treat wounds to heal up some of that damage, or if I should just drink a potion. Seems like you should treat wounds. I mean, it's, you know, you, we, we're we not pressed for time. We're not, like, in combat. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And it's yeah. not really oh. it takes, looks like that takes an hour. It takes ten minutes to treat one living creature. Uh, it takes ten minutes, and then you can't do it again for an hour. Got it. Yeah. On the same person, yes. And I'm an expert in medicine. I am not a master. So I can attempt a DC 20 check to increase the hit points regained by 10. So, I, yeah, I think you choose, I'm not sure, but I think you choose, it's telling you the maximum you can go for, and you choose to set your own DC for what you're trying to do. Like, you choose if you're going for trained or expert, I believe. I critical fail, I take 1d8 damage. Good god. Yeah. So, it, like, I feel like the DCs are basically, like, trained as, like, I'm gonna, you know, just splint it and bandage it. Like, you can't fuck that up too much, right? And, like, expert yeah. is, like, I'm gonna actually start, you know. Well, trained is the DC is, uh, check would be typically 15 unless the GM adjusts it based on circumstances. Right. Um... And if I succeed on that, I just get 2d8 hit points, and I'm not wounded if I have the wounded condition. If I do it as an expert, I can attempt a DC 20 check and add 10 points to the 2d8 hit points if I succeed. Right. But you have a you run a higher risk of getting a, you know, a failure and hurting yourself. So that's why yeah. you get to kind of choose. Uh, let me just do a regular trained one. That's my medicine. Plus 14. That would already get me up there. All you gotta do is not roll a one on a medicine check. Right? (laughs) 
Oh boy. All right, Britt, make a medicine check. Don't pass up. 26. All right. And that is a critical success, I believe, because crits are 10 or more, right? Yep. Yeah, so that's a critical success. You get 48. 48. Heck yeah. Helps if I put the slash in. You're rolling the same number of D8s as I did. That's comforting. 22. Pretty good. Heck yeah. That's almost everything that you took me for. It's almost everything that you took from her. Uh, so as we meet up with the others, uh, Twin will be like, so the church is magically, uh, it, it has a perimeter on it, and there's a spell that seems to have the rune, the rune word was partially destroyed, but we've redrawn it. Um, I'm concerned that we'll need to delve into it to uh, root out the perhaps remains of Lamash 2 altars or some such, but the magic should at least be contained to the town for the time being. No, that's certainly at least a little bit uh, comforting to know. Uh, I'm going to start working on uh, seeing if maybe anyone has any uh, traps, uh, th- things to uh, deal with for... Uh, what was that creature? Kind of kind of snake-like? Maybe something that, uh, that'll deal with those. Don't exactly think the cow traps will exactly make it... Mm, hurt too much. It doesn't have feet to step on them, after all. <laughs> Well, if any of you have any suggestions about how to trap creatures, uh, then certainly welcome. I guess that we should probably uh, inform the townsfolk about this and they don't go around uh, messing up the good work that you've already done. Be a shame if that, you know, someone did a dumb and released a whole bunch of evil into the world. That would just be, uh, that would just be too convenient for Lamas to now, wouldn't it? Yes, yes, it would. And thinking about that, we redrew the sigil in chalk, but should really be a more permanent marking. I was thinking paint at first, but perhaps uh, we can find some paint at the the store and convince one of the locals to uh, carve the symbol into the side of the church. I was going to suggest we could always carve it with uh, one of our weapons or knives especially if it's on one of the boards that way we're not directly putting it on the church right away a capital idea uh now i'm sure that some of you the rest of you could probably do that carving i don't exactly have the tools for that you know and red just kind of like flexes his fingers like in his monk hand wraps does anyone have tools capable of that I do and she pulls out a small knife cool Uh, so you're carving it into the church to make it more permanent yeah cool you do the thing the thing is done um, as you do, uh, like as you finish putting in the final detail, you do notice out of the corner of your eye, uh, what looks to be a gnome in Forrester's clothing. Uh, but as soon as, you know, you turn your head and Focus on where you thought you saw the person. There is nothing there. All right. Red. Was it, was it an illusion? Not one that you disbelieved. Damn. Okay. What's up? Uh, which store did you want to go looking for? 
trapping tools. You said there was the general store and what else? Pena's Lost and Found. Adventuring Shop. Uh, I think I'm going to try Pena's Lost and Found Adventuring Shop. Alright. Um, as you uh, walk in the stone building, the single story stone building with you notice uh, tall elf wrought wooden shelves with a small dragon skull hanging off the hearth. Uh, behind the counter is a young male halfling named who you assume is Pina of Pina's Lost and Found. Uh, is it just Red going in, or is, are other folks going in with you? That is up to other folks. Sure. I mean, Wynn will kind of follow you in, but let you do the talking and just kind of look around, take it in. Yeah. I'll stand guard outside. Corey, Corey will probably... Um just kind of check over any other sigils or awards that are outside and kind of hang out with Sindar. Okay, so uh, going up to this uh, shop proprietor, Red is going to put on his uh, his best, hello, I understand that you're in customer service, so I'm going to be as polite to you as possible, smile and face. Um... He's going to just look and go, uh... Ah, well, hello there. Uh, would you happen to be Pina of Pina's Lost and Found? He looks at you. Uh, then a sly smirk grows across his face. No, no. Uh, I'm, I'm actually old man Faraday. Pina's, uh... I run this shop and Pina runs... Faraday's general goods across the street, you know, for the shits and giggles. Oh, yes, yes. Perfectly understandable. It's uh, it's to confuse the, the new people coming in. You know, I heard a couple different things about old man Faraday while I was at the tavern the other night. By the way, is that dragon skull real or is that a is that a mock up? Oh, yeah, it's real as can be, you know. Uh, took it back in the day. Back uh, when I was still spry and sprightly. Well, yeah, I was going to say young, but, you know, because most adventurers that come in are younger, but we're about the same age. You're, you should be getting ready for retirement, shouldn't you? Oh, no, no. I, uh, I already retired once. It didn't take. No, well, I uh, reckon if you're uh, stopping in, uh, you're just passing through. Which uh, which dungeon are you delving into? Oh, no, no real dungeon. We're actually here from uh, from the Hunter's Order of Desna uh, to take care of your uh, your your problem uh, over there in the church. Oh, oh hey, hey, uh, shh, shh, don't. It doesn't. It doesn't like when you acknowledge that we know it's there. Oh, oh, I see. It, it's one of those. It's one of those. I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's no problem at the church. People are just being superstitious. Oh, absolutely. The most superstition that that could possibly be. But yes, we're uh, we're here to dive into your local. Du- Dungeons and amass our fortune as adventurers are wont to do. You know, I have a wife and two daughters back home. Adorable little things. And, uh, you know, this is how that I help to pay, pay for uh, pay for their schooling. Uh, yeah, as you uh, mentioned your wife and two daughters that are back home, uh, you could swear you heard the scream of a child and your wife's voice cry out for help. Uh, roll me a will save. Okay. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna try using your fancy Albert rodeo dice. So d20 and add my will to it. I got a 22. Yeah, you try to shake the thought free, knowing well that your wife and daughters are nowhere near this town. Uh, several days trek away, at least. Uh, but in your core, you still have that gut feeling that that's definitely what you heard. Hmm. Yes. I'm going to go and find our fortunes. It'll be quite a... Uh, ooh. Do you ever get ran... Sir, I, I have a question. Do you ever get random headaches living in this town? It seems that the air is not agreeing with me. Oh, yeah. Uh, you'll want to... Here, take this. And he passes you a vial of... Uh, it's a vial of kind of... Looks kind of like yellow salt-like crystals... Uh, you want to take this and take a whiff of it every uh, every time you start getting those headaches. It'll snap you back to reality. Uh, but also, if you mix it with a uh, with wellspring water and oh, what's the other thing? It's eluding me. Uh, wellspring water and some, something else, something else. Uh, you'll create a reaction and it will <clears throat> light up the darkness in your heart. Yep, that's the words. Mm. Fascinating. Well, I certainly appreciate that, sir. Uh, by the way, uh, since you're the local adventuring gear proprietor, uh, do you have any, like, snares or traps or things of that nature for sale here, uh, specifically for, and I kind of vaguely describe what that we saw last night without getting too, uh, like, I try to, the best way I can put it is I'm going to try to talk circles around what that I'm doing, but get him, give him enough information to be like, ah, yes, you need... You need level five snake traps to, to trap this thing. Yeah, uh, give me a diplomacy check. Uh, yeah, that's the skill I want. Uh, give me a diplomacy check to see if you convey your ideas well enough for him to understand what you're asking for. Uh, 25. Oh, yeah, uh, that's... Yeah, I think I got something that'll do the trick. Uh, he hands you a uh, leather bag that is coated in wax. Uh, it feels pretty heavy for its size. Like, it's got some heft to it. Uh, so, you're trying to get something stuck. If you want something stuck... You need that where you want the stuck thing stuck to. But you need to stick it with a flaming arrow to unstick the satchel to stick your targets with the stickiness. And he kind of nods like he's proud of himself. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay, yes. Uh, Cody, can you explain that to me, like, that we didn't just talk around each other? Yeah, uh, it is a tanglefoot bag. Uh, you can put it up like a snare uh, wherever you want the thing stuck to. Uh, it's big enough. It'll cover a big enough radius that it will stick the snake creature to whatever you want it to. You just need to get the snake creature there and then have somebody shoot it with an arrow to activate it. Okay. So I'll set up the trap. So basically I set up, I, I can set up the trap and then have someone shoot an arrow at it to activate the trap. Yeah. And then the thing will be stuck in place. Yep. 
Okay. Just for clarity, we need a fire arrow. Uh, an arrow that's on fire. So it's just heat activated. Pretty much. Okay. Uh, but since you wanted to speak up, uh, can you roll me a will save? I mean, cool. Was I not going to have to otherwise? <laughs> nah, I was going to get to you eventually. It was just a fun segue. Uh, 20 plus will. Uh, the other thing that I'd like to do while that me and Dwin are both in the... Uh... Oh no, buddy. I start using your stupid online thing and I start getting shit rolls. <laughs> Alright. What's the badness? Uh, yeah, so as you're perusing the shelves, uh, you notice a young man in the corner reading a copy of Arcane Entertainment, How to Win Friends with Prestidigitation. Uh, would you mind it describing uh, what Dwin's son would look like today if he were alive? Today if he were alive? Um... Dwin's son would probably be um, an older adolescent, um, human equivalent of like 17 maybe. Um, He would have probably fairly reddish hair. um, Probably pretty thick. It it, uh, runs that way in in the family. Probably, uh, you know, about about Dwin's height. Um, um, he was kind of a, a quieter, um, quieter kid. So he he might have glasses. Um, he might um, probably have kind of just normal, um, normal dwarven sort of clothes. Yeah, so as you uh, approach the man, the young man behind the book, uh, he lowers his book and looks up to you, and you see a young dwarvish man, well, a young dwarvish boy, uh, maybe about 17 years old, with thick red hair and glasses peering back at you. Uh, And he asks... uh, why didn't you try harder? Dwin just stops dead in his tracks and starts trying to speak, but the <laughs> the words just don't quite come out. Like he's five different words are trying to come out at one time and none of them actually get spoken. Um, and he just kind of stops dead in his tracks and stares. Um, and yeah, he's, um, I think, I think he probably starts, um, crying, not audibly, but the tears start welling up and rolling down his cheeks. Um, and I mean, he, he knows, he knows his son is dead. He knows his son is gone, and his son never reached this age. But it's both everything he's always wanted to see his son grow up to be, but absolutely heart-wrenching at the same time. Um, And he wants to believe that this is what this is, but at the same time... Like his mind's divided on the the reality of this, and he's just kind of stuck watching it and feel kind of the the horror of the moment take him. Yeah, uh, as uh, Dwin sort of stumbles over his words, uh, fighting to believe whether this is reality or another figment of his imagination, uh, he is wholly convinced that this can't be. Uh, And as he begins to 
disbelieve, uh, even as much as he wants to. Uh, Invisible claws begin to rend the skin from the young man's flesh as ichor pours out of his eye cavities and hair falls to the floor tangled the smell of blood filling your nostrils Uh, and just when you're about to break silence takes over as that happened I think he would have tried to um, reach for the young man um, probably reenacting the final moments with his son is not quite true because the son was gone by then but kind of trying to take him to to comfort him to hold him um as this all as he started seeing all this happen oh perfect uh as soon as in that case as soon as uh he reaches out to try to bring comfort to the young man uh the illusion turns to dust in your hands and silence takes you over. Oh, uh, no. How is uh, how's how's Red reacting to this? Uh, if he's noticing at all, uh, I assume that I was not noticing all of the ooky, gross stuff happening. Yeah, you don't see you. It, you don't see any of the ooky, gross stuff. You just see your buddy. Uh, like Blair Witch projecting a corner. Yeah, and th- and then he and then does he go over to uh to go and comfort what the he sees as a young man, but what did I just see as a dude my age? Yeah. Uh, when the, when the, he's just kind of like Blair Witching in the corner. Oh, so there's like an actual person there. It's not just full illusion. Uh, there is an actual person there, but not that. Dwin sees. Right, but like, would he see that as it turns to ash? Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, like, it turns to ash and you are still caught up in the illusion. Uh, basically, it's like, hey, here's this really shit thing. Now sit in solitary confinement and think about it for a minute. Uh, to, to to answer your question, Cody, how that Red is reacting to this all happening as soon as that uh, as soon as that Dwin starts showing like actual signs of this kind of like weird like break that he's having, uh, Red is going to like go up to him and like basically try to hug his friend, like try to hug it out. It's like, hey, bud, hey. W- Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let let let's think rationally about this. Whatever's happening, this is this is uh, this, this is just the adventurer sickness getting to you, bud. Come on, let's uh, let, let's calm it down here a little bit. And just kind of like looking over at the the person that he was going towards, being like, "How much will it be for all those things? I'm so sorry about this." We'll uh, we'll we'll put it on your tab, uh, Alex. As uh. Just when you think you're alone in the darkness, um, you feel a tight uh, constriction, uh, similar to what you felt that night, holding you back, uh, pulling you back to reality. Um, when you say like a tight constri- constriction. Um, like, are you referencing, like, him going back home and just, like, the feelings inside or, like, the, like, The Jackal's hold spell. Okay. Um, I mean, if that's what I'm feeling, I think he just is stuck in place, like, I, I think for Red, it would come across as like, 
he's kind of totally dissociated, kind of like stuck in place, but I don't think his like his muscles are totally gone rigid. Um to the point that I mean he's a wizard, like you could probably move him if you wanted to, but he's not gonna be aware of what you're doing. Um but he's full crying at this point. As uh as Red is uh is hugging his friend, uh Pena kinda stage whispers from across the counter. Use the smelling salts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good idea, sir. Sorry, it's uh, wasn't expecting this. He's gonna take the smelling salts and like put them right near Dwin's uh, Dwin's nose. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dwin, uh, take one point of damage uh, as you snap back to reality and find yourself in your compatriot's arms. Okay. Um, I think he's. He, I mean, he's full like tears streaming down his face. Um, kind of. Just starting to blubber a little bit, you know, kind of the like not quite words, but just kind of. The crying noises. Um, and as as Dwin kind of fully comes back into reality. Um and finds Red kind of hugging him. He just kind of, um... Yeah, he just kind of hugs him back. Um, and then... He basically has to get out get out of that room as fast as he can. Get out into the open air. I, I will allow him to go. And once outside, if there's, like, a bench or a chair or a stump or something, he'll just sit on that and kind of face and hands kind of um, take some minutes kind of to slowly recompose himself. Uh, yeah. Uh, ladies, uh, y'all see Dwin uh, popping out to recompose himself. How do y'all react? Uh, Corey will walk over and place a comforting hand on his shoulder and just kind of... You're a dwarf, right? Are dwarves yeah. small size, too? Uh, technically, no. Um, they're okay. technically medium. So but... then she will place an, a hand on, her, on his arm and kind I mean, of look up to him. He is also sitting, so... So yeah, dwarves are like they're medium by like mechanics, but they're they're probably only on average six inches taller, maybe six inches to a foot taller than a gnome or a halfling. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, either way, she's gonna place a hand on him and just kinda look at him. Are you okay? What happened? Um he kind of glances up uh, when when you put the hand on his shoulder. Um, like he's really wasn't aware of your approach at all, and uh, just kind of um, like once he sees it's you, just kind of um, looks back down at the ground and um, I just I saw him inside. I think it was like um, all the other nightmares and weirdness that people have seen around here, but it just totally, it just completely took me back to the the night that I lost him. Oh. I see. I'm, I'm sorry that you had to endure that, and I hope that we can stop whatever's causing this so no one has to endure anything like that again. Yeah. We we will. That's why I do this. That's why we do this. And she kind of gives him a nice, hefty pat on the arm. Yeah. She gets a little bit of a 
a sad smile from him. All right. Uh, back inside, uh, Pena's going through his stock. Uh, uh, that, uh, that might not be enough. Uh, Red here, take, take another one of those. Uh, he finds the wellspring water and the vial uh, that looks to contain some sort of silvery, almost glowing hair. These, these are the, uh, you combine these, throw it, it's, it'll do damage to darkness. Uh, that's, I think that's about all I have that can really help you. We'll, we'll put it on your tab. We'll settle up after you get your riches from the dungeon. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I can't wait to finish getting all of these riches. Then I won't have to adventure anymore. I can retire. <laughs> I look forward to your retirement in one day. <laughs> look forward to your retirement in one day. I was only one day from retirement. Oh no, Red's going to die. I have so much paid time off that I'm going to cash in. Oh no. You were almost oh. guaranteed to survive when you said retirement didn't take, but now you said that and you're doomed again. Doomed. Oh damn it. It was only 365 us. days past retirement. All right. Uh does anybody have anything else they're looking to do before we get to the showdown? Besides setting up the traps and everything, no, not really. And in your trap setup, there should be a torch that's pre-lit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was just going to hand you a torch and be like, here, light one of your arrows on fire. Wait, are you that kind of ranger? I would know. We've worked together. You have to tell me if you're that kind of ranger. <laughs> yes, arrow ranger. <laughs> Okay, I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't like, oh, I'm not that kind of wizard kind of situation. I do have flint and steel, so we'll be be good. Okay. Um, yeah, just use that lit candle you carry in your pocket at all times. I mean, I mm -hmm. have it too, but the problem is it's like a three-action thing. Damn. Um, the other, uh, so we know roughly what time that this thing shows up, right? Time. Yeah. Um, so the only other thing that I'm going to do before probably about so it shows up at night, probably about an hour until dusk uh comes down. Um Red is actually going to go um to one of the buildings that's like close that's kind of like in line of sight of like the church but not like super like close by so it doesn't look like obvious that he's doing anything. Um and I am going to pull out uh, an onyx dog figurine from my pack and I'm going to set it down and I'm going to be like Wait, I need to think of a good dog name. Puffy. Fido. Rover. All right, Blue. We need you to keep watch here while the, we're going adventuring. Just bark if that you think that uh that, that something dangerous is coming is coming around, okay? And when that I call out the dog's name, Blue, uh the the onyx statue transforms into a into a guard dog. Uh, to let you know, Cody, what and the audience, what this all does. The dog has a plus four circumstance bonus to survival checks to track, and it has dark vision. When the dog senses a hidden creature with its scent, that creature is instead observed and concealed. The onyx dog can be activated once per week and remains in its form for up to six hours. Basically, if this thing's trying to sneak up on us, no, it fucking isn't. Bitchy yeah. thought. You still gotta hit something with concealment, but it's better than not knowing. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have something as well, um, and I'm saying this more to the group so we can decide what to do with it. 
I have a marking snare. Um, snare is often used to mark intruders for later tracking or identification. When you create this snare, you must decide whether to make it a die or a scent marker. Either type of marking grants a bonus to track the creature for up to 24 hours or until die and scent is washed off. Um, yeah, they have a reflex save to with it. But do we want to put that around? I don't know that it necessarily matters. It seems like everything comes to us. Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to to look into. Um, all the gnolls. Um, at some point during the day, can we um kind of go together and kind of walk the perimeter of the town and like basically survey for gnoll prints and see if they're coming and going from a direction? That's uh right. yeah. Roll me a survival check. Cool. Can I get everyone to roll that since I invited everyone to come along and do that with me? What's the matter? You're not confident in your survival checks? Um, nope. <laughs> but more that I was thinking that it'd get the whole group into it. I got a 22. So he, you didn't need everybody else. Uh, no. Survival. But it made sense. Plus 11. You gotta type roll 1d20 plus your modifier, not roll 20. Roll 20 is a different website. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's a space as well. Full space 1d20 plus. Damn, Michaela also got a 22. Ma'am, go to one of your many babies in the room. Don't be up on my desk. I literally can't see what people are doing. 21. Oh, so close. I, I'm not going to roll. I will let you all know. I don't have good survival. Ma'am, I mean, stop. I all right. So uh, you all do a fairly thorough uh, search for null trappings, comings and goings around town. Uh, and... You don't happen to see any. Okay, so it seems that they are conjured just as much as the big monster in a way. Quite possibly. Um, And, I mean, just to throw this out there, but I would have checked, like, the the steps of the church as well to see if they were emerging from there. And the well where they were like going to as well, right? Yeah, that's kind of just in the middle here, I think. I think it's unmarked on our little map. Oh, yeah, I forgot to put that on the map. But yeah, uh, you like your inference was pretty close to spot on. Okay, I mean, yeah, I was just kind of making sure they weren't coming from a direction. Yeah, there is no signs of a direction other than. They just appeared. Yeah, do we remember? Because I, as a person, I don't, but I'm sure we probably, as characters, did we figure out kind of roughly how many gnolls had showed up last night? Uh, Last night, you noticed uh, two. Thank you for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not leave a review or tell a friend about us? It helps get the word out about the work we put into this show. If you wanted to ask us any questions, you can contact us through Twitter at a pair of dice lost or email at a pair of dice lost at gmail.com. The theme song for this game is Horrific by Kevin McLeod, used under a Creative Commons license. And for making it this far, remember to refresh those hero points.